Yep, 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 yep. Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Whew. Yeah, good, good episode, Brandon. Yeah, good work. I think that went well. That was a pretty funny episode. People are going to really love, you know, that one joke? All the bits. Yeah. People are going to be crazy People for that People fucking one. love the bits. They'll be writing in about that one for years. <laughs> that that bit changed my life. When they did that thing, the awkward pause before it, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Comedic timing. They're masters of it. What? Wait. Hold on. Hold, hold on a sec. Do you hear something? Yeah, I think so. What is that? What is that thing? It's Oh, no, Brendan. No, what is it? I know exactly what this is. It's our impending deadlines for publishing the next podcast episode. Oh, no, but I'm so tired. Uh, I know, but we've already missed like a few weeks because we didn't have stuff done. We we really should record another one right now. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Okay, here we go. So uh, and then Zuko the thing about uh, water did, a, bending did like a backflip. It's actually a little more um, powerful than But for you some reason, Azula There's can some like applications throw of lightning bolts. Haven't I don't really, really understand this point yet, what so lightning has to do with fire. Yep, 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 Bye. Oh, God, I'm exhausted. Yeah, no, uh, two of those in one day is a bit rough. Um, but, you know, at least it's done. Now we, we don't have to worry about it for the week. Can take take some That's time. That's true. We're a little bit ahead, which is, you know, huge. <laughs> Very rare for us. Man, we don't want to fall by. It's, yeah, too frequently. So I'm glad that we finally decided that. Oh, no. Oh, you got to be kidding Jesus. me. Jesus, another one? It's another deadline, Brendan. Oh, fuck. What do we do? I don't know if I have it in me to do three in one day. Maybe we should just run. You know what? No, I'm sick of running, which is something that you and me don't usually do in our personal lives is run no, never but when it comes to these deadlines i think it's time that we we face it head on you know i've got a disney trips coming up and that's going to make it really tough for us to get episodes yeah. out on time you've got whatever nasty deviant shit you do in your personal mm -hmm. life coming mm -hmm. up it's very important that can't be put off i understand so let's Let's crush another episode right now for the listeners. All right, one more, just because we like them so much. And uh, then Katara has to like, and carry a bucket land. around. Ayaku, the Hello, everybody. At last, it is time to discuss episode 28 of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, good to see you, buddy. Yeah, good to see you, too. How's it going? Things are going okay. I just watched some Avatar, and I'd love to talk about it. Yeah, I watched it, too. Oh, did you now? Yeah, separately, though. One of these times, I have often wondered what it would be like if we tried to like watch the thing together and then do it 
live. Although I guess we did kind of try to do that for the Mario movie. Yeah, and then we recorded in a mall and that didn't work out at all. <laughs> Was that never a good idea from the start? It I think probably so. wasn't ever a good idea, no. Not with the equipment we have. I bet if we had like nicer microphones with like isolation shields, we probably could have made it work. But then we're bringing like a whole studio into the mall and... Yeah, we were already nervous enough when the mall security was walking by with our small laptop and one microphone set up at like a high top table yeah. at the very end of the mall. It was a little awkward. So I don't think more equipment in the mall would have yeah, necessarily made that any easier on us. Just set up a sound booth in the middle of the hallway. I guess to be fair, that mall was so dead and sad that like maybe nobody would have even noticed we were doing that. Probably not. We probably could have like hid in the back of a store somewhere and mm -hmm. done it and no one would have ever known. Become the kings of the mall. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work. Uh, I, I managed a toy store uh, and it was one of those ones that are like a shitty pop up kind of ones. They show up around Christmas time. Like go games and toys or whatever. That's the exact one, yeah. Um, oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so it was set up in a storefront, but they had like their shelving that they put up in front of the actual shelves that were built into the store. So mm -hmm. if you went into the back room, you could get behind the shelving and you could climb around behind like where the actual shelves are and hide behind all the toys. Uh, and do what exactly? You could like record a podcast. I used to, <laughs> I used to okay. build a little couch out of those giant um, stuffed animals, mm -hmm. uh, and I would I would do my scheduling back there in like my little cave. I feel like this is a very common occurrence in like the tales of the retail world is people finding a cozy spot behind shelves that is like unknown to higher ups. Yep. And then using the softest materials around to like create a couch. Yeah, you make a nest back there, and I would I would lay there and I would do the scheduling for the week. That sounds great. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, not great. But <laughs> it's the, like, it's the best it part of the fine. job. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. My only retail experience was working in a liquor store, so like sleeping on hard glass bottles <laughs> might not have been the same exact experience. It's but. not for everyone, though. I didn't give it a try. I guess that's on me. You should build it out of the plastic handles. You could do that. But even then, you know, they clang around so much that they'd give away your position. And <laughs> people just walk around the store. What once. the fuck is that? This is a really loud store. <laughs> it would never it would never work. No, nope. it's tough. Uh, toy store, though. Giant stuffed animals abound. <laughs> Worth it. Sounds like a dream job. Mm hmm. You know what else is a dream of mine is to discuss episode 28 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Weird dream of mine, but yeah, I've that's always a weird had dream. it. It's very attainable, though. <laughs> Let's make dreams come true with the recap right now. Let's do it. Yep, 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 yep. Episode 28 of Avatar The Last Airbender titled The Chase. Ah. The chase is on, Brendan. Mm -hmm. You can't escape it. Nope. No matter how hard you try. Run, run, run fast as you can. I could finish that, but couldn't think of like a good way to make that kind of like nursery rhyme gingerbread man thing work for like the context of this episode. I'm talking too much. <laughs> what a mess. Oh, Jesus. You had a lot of coffee today? <sighs> I had like the regular amount of coffee. I had kind of a long night of like eating and drinking we had a good i don't know yesterday was kind of a party day mm -hmm. and then this morning i was 
kind of paying for it. I'm on the rebound right now. I see. I see. I've got a, a chocolate milkshake here that I put Ooh. I put peanut butter powder in mm-hmm. and a double shot of espresso. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, your energy is like through the roof it's right now. It's fucking delicious. I'll tell you what. That does actually sound pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Sounds delicious, much like this episode of Avatar The Last Airbender was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Mm-mm. We're going to talk about it. The Chase, May 26, 2006. Previously on Avatar. The gang welcomed Earthbender Toph to the team. Mm-hmm. She's a gruff, blind girl who loves to wrestle. Yeah. She's going to wrestle you. She'll wrestle you good if you start uh, making a beef with her. <laughs> if you ask her to do anything. <laughs> if you ask her to do a dan- lift a single finger, <laughs> you're going down. Uh, meanwhile, they're being pursued by Azula and her crew, plus Zuko, who split up with Uncle Iroh and went through just this whole damn thing last week. Yep. He had a, a real time. He's... He's been through it all now. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to Zuko alone. It would be weird if you were listening to this out of sequence. Eh, you know, it can happen. Yeah, you put your podcasts on shuffle. And then and then anything. And then anything can happen. It's an exciting new adventure every time. Come along the adventure with us. We'll uh, show you the way. Mm-hmm. The gang is getting settled for the night after a day of travel Toph is like, hey, the grass here is really super soft. Mm -hmm. Sokka has to point out to her that she's not standing on grass. She is actually standing on a huge pile of Appa's fur because he's been shedding. Yeah, which is something he does now. He's Yeah, I I mean, it should have always been on the table. Mm -hmm. But this is the first we're ever experiencing it. Yeah, because it's summer now. Well, I think actually it's spring oh, is what Hank describes here. So uh, <laughs> nice try, Brendan, but not close enough. Oh, it's approaching summer. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, Aang's like, oh, no, this is beautiful. It's like a natural cycle of life. There's like a little blue bird that lands on his head as he's like, no, no, this is this is the way of the world. Mm-hmm. He goes full Disney princess in this moment. He does. And then he launches into a song about shedding fur i'm still waiting for the musical episode it's coming baby it fucking better (laughs) if they don't we're gonna have to write our own songs and then bonus episode (laughs) we sing the songs of avatar now i think it's gonna be fine uh although i guess also thanks for ang for giving us like a calendar update which we haven't had in a while no we haven't we don't know how long it's been since they've been to the north pole Mm -mm. don't even really know how long it took them to get there do we even know what season it was when they were there? I guess it must have been winter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, it's always winter in the North Pole. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. You know, I guess it must have been if we're now in spring, unless we did the whole we did the whole year <laughs> wrapped around the solstice already happened. They lost the battle. Yeah. They just decided to never talk about it. Oh, wait, actually. Yeah. So we knew it was the solstice. So if it's now spring, it's been three months. Hmm. Which means they only okay. have six months left. Uh, Is it nine yeah. months up from the end solstice? of 
end of summer was the timeline, I believe. Yeah, so we have spring and summer, which is roughly six months. Clock's ticking, baby. Let's get to it. Assuming their calendar works the way ours does. I was just going to say, we don't know that they have the same... It would be funny if (laughs) Sokka was like, ah, yes, it is springtime, and I know that because I can trust my handy Gregorian calendar (laughs) that we have in this world. Merry Christmas, Harry. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Sokka. Uh, Sokka fashions himself a Marge Simpson wig out of the fur, Mm -hmm. which is very good. Aang gives himself a Santa Claus beard out of the fur. Yep. So again, Merry Christmas, Sokka. <laughs> uh, Katara's glad to have another girl on the team who won't goof around like this, but then Toph walks in with huge mounds of white fur under her armpits, mm-hmm. and everyone shares a good laugh. Even Katara laughs at it. It's going to be fine. Yeah, they're getting along. They love each other. The chemistry is here. You can. You, it's palpable. <laughs> Uh, the sun is going down and they're setting up camp, but Toph is just kind of lounging separately from everyone. Uh, Katara walks up to her and she's like, hey, you know, I I know I already said it, but like, great to have you aboard the team. We're really excited for what you can bring to our operations you mm-hmm. know, moving forward. Uh, but with that said, you know, usually like when we set up the camp, like we do that together. Like everybody helps do it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. Like we're all like we're all doing it right now over here. Great work. Keep it up. So I was kind of thinking like maybe you like you might want to also do try like give it a try and help out. Oh, yeah. No, I did. I'm I'm good. We're all set. This is basically (laughs) the exact tenor of that conversation. (laughs) No, look, I got my little cave here. It's all good. You see, yeah, I'm I'm set up and ready to sleep. <laughs> um, she does like fashion a little earth tent for herself. <laughs> I really like the earth tent, although I didn't realize what what it was until it happens again later. Mm-hmm. I just thought there was like a crack in the wall behind her that she also like silently vanishes into at the end of this scene. <laughs> She does kind of like drift back into the darkness. <laughs> I had to rewatch it because I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Did she just disappear from the frame? Uh, <laughs> it's just like a little swoosh of like air as she like pushes herself mm. back into it. Just trying to justify that just a tiny little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does make the little tent. Katara's like, well, yeah, again, like you could help, but she just blurts out like I fucking said I'm good. Buzz off already. Yeah, God, get off my back, mom. Katara does Buzz off. Mom <laughs> Mom does buzz off. Yeah. For now. <laughs> For now. And then she won't let it go. We'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, later on, Katara kind of looks over at Toph and puts on a smile. And she walks up and apologizes for how that conversation went. She's like, uh, I think we're all just getting a little tired. And Toph says, yeah, you do seem pretty tired. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. She just flops over like, good night. And Katara is sufficiently rankled by this encounter. Oh, yeah. Brendan, you know, we joked about it a little bit earlier, but you had wondered when Toph was added to the team what the dynamic was kind of going to be like mm-hmm. now. 
Like, we're going to find out together, huh? Yeah, real quick. It would be funny if this was the exact dynamic that they had in every single episode going <laughs> forward. Yeah, it never changes. They never learn to like each other. Never gets better, even though they have, like, the sentimental team-building moments in this episode. Like, nope. Nope. We always will hate each other. Destined to fight forever. Blood in the street. But Aang needs an earthbending teacher, even if it makes everybody else miserable. Mm-hmm. Including Aang. <laughs> they start to catch a little bit of sleep, but Toph is jolted awake. She places her hand on the ground and focuses on the vibrations and warns everyone that something is coming for them. Mm-hmm. She describes it as like an avalanche, but also not an avalanche. Mm-hmm. Sokka's like, cool, what do you do again? <laughs> yes, great, thank you. Why do we have you here? Like, I I could have done that myself. <laughs> I don't think he could have, though. Well, he would have never sensed the thing coming in the first place, but, I mean... Not until it was right on top of them. Yeah, that's and at that point, it would have been far too late, so... Mm-hmm. She's of some use, but her descriptive powers right here are not working out. Yeah, she hasn't read a lot of books. She hasn't read a single book, I would say. Nope. Do they have Braille in this universe? That is, I mean, you'd have to think they have some sort of equivalent. Um, I'm not sure. Somebody always has to read to her. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah, maybe they haven't made like those kinds of strides. I don't know. If she taps on the side of a book, can she see like the ink on the pages? (laughs) She can feel like the little indents from where somebody wrote in the book. That's, you know, uh, that's... A unique earthbending uh, skill, I think you've just described. Or if the ink, because ink is made with like charcoal sometimes. Could she, could she feel that? Oh, you know, now you're going a little too far down this earthbending rabbit I don't think so. I think hole. we're going just far enough. <laughs> the show does often be like, well, no, you can bend this, but you can't bend that. Mm-hmm. So you do kind of have to question literally every single thing. Yeah, well, I want to know. I think they should have thought all of these questions through before they made the show. Before they were going to present the show to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have questions. Let's start at the top. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm running through the list. <laughs> uh, they decide to fly away, and as they do, there's a big smoke cloud moving in their direction. And the camera zooms in on what is chasing after them. There's this big ass mechanized train thing. Yeah. With like a big spiky cow catcher on the front of it and these huge treads like pounding through the countryside. It's not even running on train tracks. It's just going. Yeah. They don't need tracks where they're going. Not where we're going, which is wherever you guys are going. <laughs> uh this thing <laughs> it's a little it's a little too heavy metal I think for this show, but I will tell you this. I could be wrong, but I would consider this train thing to be the most Samurai Jack-like thing that we have seen on this show to this point. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. It it's, fits right at home. Yeah, it's very it it's very reminiscent of the uh, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Especially the way it kicks up a giant dust storm wherever it goes. Exactly. Yeah, this. It, always like impending doom on the horizon. And it's this big, crazy mechanized thing that like is probably a little bit overkill. Like nobody really needed to create this thing. Yeah, they don't. It's for three people. 
The three people who have another means of conveyance. <laughs> a cooler means of conveyance. A much, a much better one at that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I saw this thing and I went, mm, yes, yes, we're reverting back into that territory. <laughs> it felt comforting for a moment. Um, They keep on flying. Everyone's getting real sleepy. Mm-hmm. Finally, they land and Toph jumps off of Appa and she's ready to go to bed. But Katara starts in asking her again for more help. Uh, and Toph's like, you want me to help unload Sokka's funky smelling sleeping bag? Yeah, this is another part I had to rewind because I was like, did she just fucking swear? <laughs> you want me to help unload Sokka's fucking sleeping bag? <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which settle down. <laughs> honestly, is probably what she really would have said if this was on a different TV channel. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That that would be really good, though. If they included that line anyway and then left it uncensored in the Netflix cut. <laughs> they just got to write what they actually what they want people to think it is in the subtitles. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, the subtitles on this show have uh, let us down a little bit. <laughs> That's true. So she might have said fucking sleeping bag and then it would have corrected it to funky sleeping bag. In yeah. The thing. There's um, a special feature on the Shaun of the Dead DVD. Uh, there's a scene where they're like listening to records and like, swearing back and forth the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, the premise of the, the special feature is that it's made for airplanes. So they replace every time they say fuck with funk. Nice. And it's very good. The um, Tenacious D, like the first Tenacious D album, when you listen to like the edited versions of those songs, it just doesn't get any better than that. Oh, I don't think I've ever listened to that. I'll have to check that out. Some of the words they use to replace the many, many cusses. Yeah, I love that. I know. I had a, an Eminem album that was like from Walmart, so it replaced this whole long thing where he says fuck every other word with duck. Nice. Yeah. Uh, when you listen to Eminem's Stan on the radio, they don't even try to censor the whole thing when he's got his pregnant girlfriend in the trunk oh, yeah. of the car. They just cut the whole thing out. Yeah. So he's like, shut up. I'm trying to talk. Yeah, Slim. And then doesn't say anything for like 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then just comes back in with, how am I going to send this out? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly <laughs> Like, well, you could have just cut that whole verse from the radio edit of the song and it would have been fine. We're just not done a radio edit of the song. <laughs> if that's well, if that's what you have to do, then maybe it's worth just not doing it. But Brendan, when I'm I'm driving my truck down the 45, I gotta listen to Stan. How often are you driving on the 45? <laughs> More than I should be. That's a rough road. <laughs> You're a part of our team now, and look, I didn't ask you to help unload my stuff. I'm carrying my own weight. That's not the point. Ever since you joined us, you've been nothing but selfish and unhelpful. What? Look here, sugar queen. I gave up everything I had so that I could teach Aang earthbending. So don't you talk to me about being selfish. Sugar queen? Yeah, whatever that means. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's apparently extremely insulting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would be insulted. I, I wouldn't know how to feel about that. If somebody called you a sugar queen. Yeah, I'd be, like, I'd be like a little bit like, yeah, I feel like I should be insulted, but at the same time, that sounds kind of nice. Yeah, the argument would be over because you'd just be sitting there going, hmm, 
What what did that mean? <laughs> what do they mean by Am that? I a sugar queen? <laughs> what does it mean to be a sugar queen? <laughs> Where does my light go from here? <laughs> Toph does make another stone tent around her and then slams it like a door shut in front of her too. Yep. Uh Katara pounds on this door and is like sugar queen she i she doesn't like she already no. knows for sure she doesn't like that it wasn't what she said it was how she said it that's true in a different context like oh K- K- this is like a southern bell katara you sugar queen <laughs> not sugar queen oh bless your heart you little sugar queen <laughs> not knowing that even that was an insulting thing to say <laughs> toff is full of it um Sokka and Aang watch this whole exchange. They're just like, I'm not sure about this team these days. (laughs) Uh, Aang butts in. He's like, all right, everybody calm down. Katara whips around and shouts as loud as she can at him. I'm completely calm. Yep. Yep. Been there. (laughs) Yes. I'm not shouting. You're shouting. (laughs) I'm fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Now buzz off. <laughs> uh, they try to get some sleep, but Katara is wide awake. And she says, uh, the stars are really beautiful tonight. Too bad you can't see them, Toph. <laughs> Fucking got her. Now, I, this is a really weird jab to me because when you kind of take it at surface level, I'm like, oh, she's making a jab at Toph. Because she's, like, in her stone tent, not sleeping in, like, the open air like the rest of them. No. And then... (laughs) And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. No, even if she was out here, she wouldn't be able to see them. So is, like, Katara giving her shit for being blind? That's how I took it. I didn't even consider the tent thing. It was 100%. Too too bad you're fucking blind. (laughs) And couldn't see the stars anyway. You'll never see the stars. Sucks to suck. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that she said that. I'm like, oh, Katara, like, this is maybe the most insensitive thing anyone has ever said on television before. Yeah, Katara's getting really vicious at this point. Now it's personal. Yeah, Yeah. highly personal. (laughs) Uh, in response, Toph sends a little earthbending ripple under the tent, knocking Katara into the air. Good stuff. Yeah, she got her. Got her good. Um... Before the fight gets any nastier, Toph pops out and says that that train thing is approaching them again. Uh, Sokka's like, okay, well, let's just try to get as much sleep as we can before it's here. But, like, there's no there's No, no there was no way. No sleep to be had for you. No sleep till bossing say? Yeah. <laughs> that was a little clumsy, but I had, you know, I had I, to do it. I felt it coming, yeah. <laughs> the way the way that Toph feels that train coming, I felt that joke on the way. <laughs> yeah, it's rumbling, baby. <laughs> it's like a but train wreck, but not a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, this train's going off the tracks. That one didn't even have tracks, but this one, it, it, maybe it should have. Uh, yeah, they got to bounce. Uh, Appa takes off once more, and Aang says, this time, I'm going to make sure that we lose them. Yep. Um, Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I think they fucked up in this episode by not having little hairs flying off of Appa every time he flies away. You could just see them when you go back and watch the episode a second time. Yeah, I think you should be able to. 
that would be like a fun uh yeah callback if you've seen the episode before mm-hmm. be like ha 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 it was uh, always there right yeah i know they planned it no but they didn't they just fucking they give us the one line of dialogue at the very 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 beginning of the episode and then expect us to remember it like yeah. the entire time yeah i don't know it's fine but i was a little disappointed because i did i did start the episode over when they got to that point mm-hmm. uh and no you there's nothing you're absolutely right, Brendan. That would have been a good touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's far too late for that. Yep. Well, maybe not too late. They can go back in. They could change it. Yeah. It's it's like their version of McClunky. You know, it's always on the table. I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to explain it to you, Brendan. <laughs> Somebody the out there is going wild. What the fuck is McClunky? <laughs> There's no time for this right now. Okay, you, you continue. I'm looking up McClunky. I will do that. Uh, they keep flying for a long, long time, and they reach this little plateau as Brendan nods as it seems like he's figured out what McClunky yes, is. I, yes, I was going to make the same type of joke, but not as specific. <laughs> no, I've got the <laughs> details. I don't talk about this unless I talk about it in an educated way. It's that important to me. McClunky. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Appa lands and just flops over, sending everyone crashing to the ground. Uh, Sokka's like, okay, time for bed. But Katara starts in again. She just will not let it go. Why does this need to happen right now? Because she's mad. I know, but like, they're very tired. She's mad and she's sleepy. That's why it's got to happen, because she's very tired. That's true. If I was as sleepy as her, I might be holding these same personal vendettas against my friends. She's very grouchy. She's very, very angry and just <laughs> won't stop. Uh, Toph, like, starts to respond, and Aang is like, please, both of you, just shut up already. <laughs> this is the worst night ever. Look, look, both of you, you're both just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is bullshit. You both said some <laughs> stupid things right now. I really, really want this to end. I'm considering kicking both of you off of the team. We'll talk about it after we fucking sleep. Uh, Katara suggests maybe it's Zuko that's following them. Uh, Toph says, who's Zuko? Mm-hmm. Which is a fair point. <laughs> they have never spoken about Zuko. You kind of realize, like, oh, right, she she wouldn't know. No. Although you would think that, like, they would have maybe covered some of the basics by now. Like, hey, this is this is where we're at. This is what we've done. These are the people that want us to die. They gave her a quick story so far. <laughs> yeah, they gave her a previously on Avatar <laughs> in that exact voice. It's actually Roku who does that voice um, in all of the like title sequences at the start of mm-hmm. every Avatar episode. So they actually had Roku's spirit come up and do a previously yeah. on Avatar for Toph. Imagine a scene where they're all sitting around a fire and Katara is doing the intro to the show. <laughs> yeah, they're recreating it live. Yeah. It's like in Samurai Jack, spoilers. When they do the episode yeah. intro in the very finale, and they're doing it, but now they're doing it like in the middle of the run of the entire show, so it doesn't have as much weight. Every time they introduce a new character, they do it. <laughs> they have to do it again and again. It's a yeah, it's an ongoing bit. Um, Sokka describes Zuko as some angry freak with a ponytail, mm-hmm. which 
also, then you realize, oh, yeah, it's been a while since they've seen Zuko mm-hmm. because we know that Zuko's ponytail is flowing down a river right next to Iroh's ponytail somewhere. Yeah, he doesn't got no ponytail no more. No, that's the old Zuko. Mm-hmm. That guy was a threat. This new guy, <laughs> I, I'm not so sure. We don't know what he is. <laughs> he doesn't know. That's kind of, you know, well, somebody's got to figure it out. <laughs> um. Katara points out that Sokka has a ponytail, and he says, this is a warrior's wolf tail. Mm -hmm. It's an important distinction. Just clinging to, like, any sense of, like, strength that he has over Zuko. Like, no! Mine's better! (laughs) Yeah. It's cool when I do it. (laughs) Yeah, but this thing looks like shit. Katara does give him more shit about the ponytail. She's fucking, like... Katara is on one tonight. Yeah, she's in a really bad fucking mood. Watch out, everyone. <laughs> she, she is full of it and is going to take everybody down with her. <laughs> uh, Brendan, it's like when you were a kid having sleepovers with like a few of your friends mm-hmm. and inevitably there would be the one kid who just wouldn't shut up when everybody else was like ready for bed. Yep. Which I feel like I was that kid probably on more than one occasion. Oh, maybe. You know, <laughs> inevitably ending and everybody yelling at that kid like, shut up. We're trying to go to bed. I had somebody leap over a coffee table at that kid. <laughs> it, it probably well deserved. From the ground, within like a second, they were over the coffee table on top of them. It's like some Matrix shit. Yeah. Wow. Well. Kids get nasty when they get tired. I mean, look at these kids right yeah. now in this TV episode. You know, we're drawing some lines here. <laughs> uh, Sokka says, everyone just needs to shush. And Momo climbs up on top of him and starts doing his crazy Momo monkey sounds. Yeah. But Sokka says, no, Momo, shush. Mm-hmm. But Momo does not shush and keeps freaking out because he can hear something in the distance. And Aang's like, that is not possible, but Toph confirms that sure enough, they look in that distance and sh- the, the train is a coming. Yep. You can't slow it down. Nope. It's it's on the warpath. Making a beeline straight for them. Who knows why? Who's even on that thing? It's I a wonder. shame they never tell us. Nope. Didn't figure it was important, I guess. Yeah, mustn't be. Uh, Aang's like, you know what? No more running. Let's just see kind of what this is all about. Uh, and the train stops and one of the cars opens up and barreling out of it comes Azula, May, and Ty Lee. Mm-hmm. Which would be interesting enough if it was just the three of them that like leap out of the train car. Mm-hmm. But fear not, Brendan. They've made it even better than that. Yeah. They're riding on the backs of these really, really big and long, crazy lizards. I like these lizards. You gotta love these lizards. They get better later, too. They do a really good thing (laughs) in a little bit of time. Uh, These lizards, according to the Avatar wiki, they call them mongoose lizards. So there's your combination. Oh, okay. They could have just been lizards. Just flat out lizards. Just big lizards, yeah. I don't I don't see the mongoose in it. Dino lizards, although I guess that would just be lizards because they were also dinos. Well, you know, we don't have to worry about it. Well, those could have been birds. That's if these were dino lizards, they would have been feathered, as mm-hmm. we now know. Yep. 
but luckily they're not. So we don't have to go down this conversation <laughs> any further. Uh, they charge towards Team Avatar. Uh, they get ready to fight. Toph's like, we'll take them on three on three. Mm -hmm. Sokka does the quick math. He's like, actually, there's four of us. Toph's like, oh, sorry, Sokka. I wasn't counting you because, you know, you can't bend. Yeah, fucking got him. That's, I mean, two of the people on this other team can't bend, but she still, ca I mean, she doesn't know that yet. That's true. But <laughs> she does brutally take him down in this moment for really no reason. Mm -mm. Well, hold on. So May can't bend either. Is May the dancer? May is the knife thrower. Okay. So Tylee can't bend either. Correct. Okay. I thought she could for some reason. No, no, no. Tylee, not a bender. She um, has her own unique set of skills, which we'll again cover mm -hmm. later in the episode. And we all know what May does. Yep. She throws knives. <laughs> <laughs> she throws sharp things really fast and in great frequency. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty cool and very <laughs> dumb, which makes it cooler. Um, Toph raises some rocks in front of them, but the lizards just like climb right over them. Mm-hmm. And then she makes a big, huge wall, which Azula blasts through with her lightning powers. Yep. Almost forgot she could do that, but here she is. She just does it all the time. You would think that would be something that they would just, like, bust out in big moments. But no, she's just doing it. She can call on it Whenever. as needed. Yeah. Well, that's just, you know, she's a prodigy. We know this. Yeah. I would think that Roku would have been doing that, too. Perhaps he was, and we just never saw it. Maybe. There's not much we know about the life of Roku, like in his role as the Avatar. All we get out of him ever is like teaching Aang what it means to be the Avatar. Yeah, and to be patient. So maybe we need some Roku stuff. Yeah, or not. Or maybe I mean, not. I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah. I don't think we really know. <laughs> I think we're good. Um, They're all like, okay, well, let's just get out of here. And they fly away on Appa once again, dodging May's arrows just in time. Yeah. They're flying along, and Toph is like, ah, we could have taken him. And Katara's not so sure because she's still scarred by how Ty Lee was able to take her bending away mm -hmm. when they were in Omashu. So that is kind of her yeah, whole thing is those very precise strikes. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of fucked up. It's very weird. Pretty much worst case scenario, nightmare for any bender, because, you know, without bending, how what good are you? Just ask Sokka. Yeah, you're useless. You're useless like this fucking guy and points over at Sokka. <laughs> a burden. <laughs> it's just, yeah, taking up an unfair share of our supplies. He's also the hungriest one of us and does <laughs> the least to earn his keep. And has the smelliest sleeping bag. Yeah, well, that's the smelliest fucking sleeping bag in the whole, <laughs> the whole saddle. Um, the sun rises. They have pulled an all-nighter, which Sokka flips his shit over. Fair. Apparently he's never pulled an all-nighter before. No, I do know that feeling though when the sun starts coming up and you're like, ah, oh, no, I fucked up. I, Brandon, you find yourself in this scenario <laughs> far too often, my friend. It's about 5 a.m. The window's open, I hear the birds chirp, and I go, no. Oh, what did I do? Not again. <laughs> I shouldn't have been playing so much lies of pee. No. <laughs> 
I have had times where like I've signed on to my PlayStation at maybe like 9 a.m. or something and take a look at my friends list and it's like, ah, Brendan Riley last online four hours ago. And I'm like, no, Brendan, what did you do? What happened? <laughs> Only good stuff. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. This is what he wanted. Yeah. Most recently, it was Armored Core 6. I was up all night playing <sighs> PvP. And was it worth it? It was fucking worth it. It was so cool. <laughs> and then you're a cranky little boy for the rest of the day, but at least yeah. you have the glory of having beaten giant robots. Yeah. I went to get ramen that day and uh, started disassociating in the middle of the ramen place. I, Hell like, yeah. I need to go home and go to bed. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a otherworldly experience. <laughs> take All I'm trying to say is take care of yourself, buddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I won't. <laughs> Um, they have to keep flying as long as they can, but Aang points out, you know, Appa can't fly forever, mm -hmm. as we'll find out. Um, smash cut to the train barreling through the countryside, and it's leaving these huge tracks in the earth behind it, and closely following those tracks atop his faithful ostrich horse is Prince Zuko. Yeah, he just kind of happened up, happened upon the trail extremely luck lucky that he was able to do this. It's like, finally, a lead for this guy. Yeah, and he's like right behind the tank, too. <laughs> how fast is this ostrich horse? Or conversely, how slow is this train? Well, it's a very big train. It's very heavy. Yeah, but it but seems... it's keeping up with Appa. Yeah. So how slow is I We Maybe this is the thing, is we're like, ah, oh, it takes them so long to travel from point A to point B, you'd think it would be quicker because they can fly there in like a straight line or whatever. But maybe Appa flies very, very slow. He could. Yeah, he can go fast in bursts, like when he has to break through the, the blockade. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he's going at a pretty casual 30 miles an hour. <laughs> maybe what we're learning is that he's very, very lazy. Mm-hmm. He could turn on those jets when he wants to, but he's like, I'm good. Nah, we're I'm cruising. <laughs> this is, yeah, low and slow, baby. That'll get us there. <laughs> Um, finally, the gang decides to do something that I had literally, I was about to write in my episode notes, because I was going to write, why don't they just sleep on Appa? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they could have taken shifts, like, one person flies, everybody else sleeps, the next person flies. Uh, but... <laughs> For whatever reason, they would only allow themselves to sleep on the ground. Well, because Appa needs to sleep, too. I know, but he'll, he'll he'll have his chance. What does Appa do all day? I imagine Appa's like a dog. They, like, it just sleeps all the time. And when they leave him behind and then come back, he's very, very excited to see them. Yeah, and he, like, jumps on them. He's got, like, weird object permanence issues and thinks that they're dead when they're away from him for ten seconds. Mm-hmm. That's what dogs do, right? Uh, yeah, basically. Raz will watch me leave through the window. It's very cute. <laughs> He'll watch you climb out of the window and leave him behind. <laughs> this is what I was picturing that <laughs> meant in my head. No. <laughs> He'll watch me do that and have like a really inquisitive look on his face. Like, why didn't he just use the door? <laughs> Sometimes when I come home, he'll be standing in the window looking at me, and I'll, like, wave at him, and he doesn't move. Like, he doesn't know that I can see him or something. Surely he can't be waving at me. I'm inside. <laughs> He's outside. I'm up here. Um, yeah, they 
are going to try to catch a little bit of sleep, uh, but there's no time for that as they start falling out of the sky because you're right, Brendan, Appa does need his sleep too, and he's decided to do it right now yeah. while he's in the sky. This narcoleptic fucking sky bison. <laughs> That's good. It's safe. Safe for everyone to be on his back. Yep. I'm surprised he's not like a shark, though, where he just keep flying when he's sleeping. That's a good point. He could maybe at least try to glide a little bit. Yeah, you know, he just starts plummeting. I don't know that Appa has gliding properties in the way that like a, a Momo or even an Aang with his glider would have. Well, no, because he's he's airbending to fly. He's all about propulsion. Yeah, yeah and that is a, a conscious effort. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the Avatar movie and then it just happens... Then he could just do it. When it's around. <laughs> Which is not frequent, and any time it is, we hate it. <laughs> uh, well, this is why I am glad that they give uh, actual airplanes plenty of nap time between flights in the real world. Mm-hmm. So the airplane doesn't fall asleep? Because <laughs> the airplanes get very, very sleepy and fall out of the sky. Yeah. It took us a long time to learn that once aviation sort of became a thing in this world. Yeah, the, those sleepy airplanes. <laughs> They kept falling asleep and just tumbling. I wrote a book like that once. It's pretty good. Exactly like that? Yeah, yeah. It's called Leviathan. All the nice. all the airships are like giant whales. I saw a movie about uh, these cars that had like eyes and faces. <laughs> ka And they said ka and would show like their <laughs> stickers to everybody. It was not that good of a movie. <laughs> but I saw it. They made three of those. Four, if you include the airplane one. And those planes must get so tired. Those must get so... I wonder if that's a plot point in that movie. I did not see it. Bonus episode. All right. I wouldn't wish that on us. We'll see. Um, Ang crawls onto Oppa's face just in time to get him to wake up and skid to a halt on the ground before he just passes the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Once again, it is time for everyone to try to get some sleep. But Katara cannot keep her goddamn mouth shut and still has to criticize Toph for the exact same fucking thing she's been on her about all night. Yeah. Katara, no. Just fucking deal with it later. Let it go for everyone's sake, including your own. She won't. The satisfaction of winning whatever (laughs) the fight against Toph is is like greater to her than being able to actually catch some sleep. I guess so. Seems worth it. Um, <laughs> Ang tries to defuse this situation, but it's too late. Uh, Toph again is saying, like, you know, I carry my own weight around here. And besides, I know why we keep getting tracked down. Mm-hmm. She has figured out that it's Appa's shedding that is the problem because he's leaving a big trail of white fur behind <laughs> him everywhere that they go. Yep. So the blind girl who can't even see it is like the one who's right on the money. Like, you idiots. This is this couldn't be simpler. Yeah. Really, though. I mean, honestly, (laughs) not that hard to figure out, although, you know, they didn't see it flying behind them in all the earlier scenes. Like you said, would have been good. They should have. Yeah, you were absolutely right about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Yep. Too late now. (laughs) Can't do it. Um, yeah, she says it's Appa's fault and Aang is fucking pissed mm-hmm. that she would 
dare blame Appa for this. Don't you go after my... Say whatever you want about Katara, but you leave Appa out of this. <laughs> you leave my pet out of this. He's pure and innocent. <laughs> Like, I don't know, Aang, do you want answers or like, do you want to have Appa not be mad at you? <laughs> and also Appa is sleeping right now. So like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. He has to defend Appa. Surely it could not be Appa's fault. <laughs> uh, Aang's, oh, I shouldn't have written this this way. Aang's anger. <laughs> that's bad mouthfeel. Uh, it gets the better of him, and he says that the weight that Toph keeps saying she can carry is actually being carried by Appa all the time, and he never had a problem carrying all of them before Toph showed up. Oh, You calling me fat, bro? <laughs> yeah, she's like the smallest one. She is very, very small. <laughs> Hang, I am a small girl. She has no possessions. She's got like a tiny little bag that probably has nothing in it. <laughs> it's just full of rocks. <laughs> it's just full of little tiny rocks that she plays with. These are my favorite rocks. <laughs> I've collected these along the way. They had a good foot feel. <laughs> no, that's that's Ang's explanation is Toph is too heavy. Yeah, she puts them over the, the weight limit. Even as the words are coming out of his mouth, he's got to know that that sounds like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toph calmly turns around and picks up her little bag and through clenched teeth she says I'm out of here and she walks away yeah very sad it is tough it's growing pains for this new team Brendan mm -hmm. are we gonna have to do this like every week until they figure it out yeah forever they never figure it out mm -mm. And they're always pissing Toph off to the point of quitting <laughs> It becomes a running gag. Yeah. Oh, okay, Toph. Go ahead and quit the team again. We'll see you when we need you. <laughs> and right on cue, we see that train is following just the snowstorm of bright white bison fur. So obviously, Toph is 1,000% correct. Yeah. She knows what's up. She's not stupid. Or well, I was going to say blinded like everyone else. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it's going to be it's, it's, we got to we got to keep this shit in check. <laughs> uh, Toph is gone and Aang cannot believe how stupid he was to drive her away from the team. Yeah. He really fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah, why did you say those things? That is basically exactly what Sokka says to him, too. Katara's like, yeah, I was being mean, too. And Sokka's like, yeah, you guys? That was stupid. <laughs> yeah, guys are fucking idiots. None of that needed to happen, but you just <laughs> wouldn't let it go. <laughs> they need to find Toph and escape Azula, so they come up with a plan. Uh, they give Appa a big sudsy bath in the river. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they gather up his fur, and Aang's going to fly in one direction, spreading the fur to leave a false trail, while Sokka and Katara take off on Appa in the other direction. Good plan. Solid plan. Uh, it would have worked if Appa wasn't still so weary and clips some treetops as he takes off. Yeah, it probably would have been wise for Aang to at least start the trail in that direction and then veer off from there. Instead of just making one solid straight line in literally the 
180 degree opposite direction. Yeah. It could have been better thought out. Yeah, well, you know, he's a child. <laughs> a stupid one. He hasn't had very much sleep lately. No. So, I understand. Um, It cuts to Toph walking alone, and she feels some vibrations near her, and lets out a big kick towards this rock. And from behind that rock, we hear a familiar voice go, Oof! Yeah! She leaps in, ready to fight whoever said oof, but we see that it's Uncle Iroh who's rubbing his sore butt. Yeah. He's back, baby. We missed him. Doesn't it feel like we haven't seen, like, present day Iroh in, like, months? Yeah, well, I, yeah, <laughs> I think it has been. Well, it's only been three episodes worth of time, but I, I do understand what you mean. <laughs> We did also see Iroh in last week's episode, but, you know. But it wasn't it wasn't the Iroh we know. It wasn't this cuddly old guy rubbing his sore little butt. <laughs> Dressed in earthbender garb. Where'd he get this from? He looks damn good, though. I love him. <laughs> um, Azula kneels down in the river, picking up Appa's wet fur. And there's that trail of white fur heading in one direction, but Azula's no fool. Mm -hmm. Azula's no fool, some would say. Oh. They shouldn't have said it, but they couldn't stop themselves. <laughs> it's, it's too late now. <laughs> the words are past those lips. I like that uh, Tylee and May are arguing about what to call the... <laughs> the They're the not sure. Furs. There's a, there is a word, but it's like, <laughs> it's just barely escaping me. <laughs> I thought this was a fun bit. It is kind of fun. It gives, you know, you got to give them a little bit of color, something to do in the background. Yeah. Can't just be Azula's hench people. They they need their personalities. Yeah, they need to be set apart from Azula for when they inevitably betray her. No, Brendan, no, that couldn't happen. <laughs> They're such a tight-knit team and Azula treats them so well that it yeah. just can't happen. They're not only there for fear of their families. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no, Brendan, Azula's no fula, as we're saying again. <laughs> she uh, sees the wiped out treetops and sends the two of them in the tree's direction, and she follows the fur trail. Just kind of fun. I do like that uh, she's using like some pretty solid tracking skills here, which we also know that like Zuko is a really good tracker. Yeah. So it's a family trait. Yeah. They both learned it from their dad because, like, he had nothing else going on. Yeah, he was he was busy not fighting in the war. Just busy sitting at home. <laughs> teaching them about Fire Nation history. Yeah. What, is he nothing but a scholar? Apparently. Well, we don't need that in this Fire Nation. We need powerful dudes. We need doers, not thinkers. <laughs> yeah, less thinking, more burning. Um, Aang keeps flying, spreading that trail behind him, and he comes upon this old Earth Kingdom ghost town. Yeah. Which is very similar to the town that Zuko was in last week. It seems like that town is destined to become like this town. Yeah, I actually thought for a second this was that same town. Might have been the exact same town. Yeah, I was like, what happened to Dust Town? <laughs> this is... 
Oh, not not my precious dust town. <laughs> From dust to dust town. <laughs> From dust, ashes to ashes, dust town to dust town. <laughs> um, he dumps out the last bits of fur and just sits crisscross applesauce waiting for whoever decides to follow him here. Yeah. We'll see. He's He's got nowhere to be. Yeah, well, he thinks about flying away, and then he's like, ah, you know what? <laughs> I'm kind of tired. Actually, I'm going to, like, try to do a little meditation here, which might make my mind feel a little bit more well-rested. Mm-hmm. We'll wait it out. Um, Sokka and Katara are looking for Toph, but they spot May and Ty Lee hot on their trail. Uh, they push Appa as hard as he can go, but he's still too tired. And they approach a river, and Appa can just, like, barely keep himself aloft as he skips across the river like a stone. Yeah. For some reason, Sokka's like, if we make it across the river, we'll what be is safe. This, what is this logic? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody can cross a river. It's impossible. <laughs> a river like this? I've never seen anyone do it. <laughs> I dare you to try, ladies. It's wide. They don't know how deep it is, but they know that it's wide. <laughs> they can see. Yeah, they can see this. <laughs> they wouldn't risk getting wet. <laughs> you think of a worse fate for these two? People from the Fire Nation can't swim. That's true. They, they never needed the skill. No. Although we do know that actually the greatest display of swimming skill that we've seen on the show was Zuko swimming beneath like the caves to bust into the northern water tribe. Yeah. <laughs> He's the exception though. He is the one that proves the rule. That's true. Uh they're safe now on the other side of this river, huh? Yeah. They made it. Nothing left to worry about. Nope. No not in unless... no way those lizards can <laughs> didn't make it. Not unless some kooky lizard shit starts <laughs> happening. And unfortunately for Sokka and Katara, kooky lizard shit is exactly what we're about to get. <laughs> I love it. I know you did. I did too. Who wouldn't? I was very excited when this started happening. The lizards do that very funny thing that some real world lizards actually do. Mm-hmm. And start dramatically running across the water on their hind legs while their front legs like swing a lot wildly through the air. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's so funny to see uh, like these oversized lizards doing this specific maneuver. Mm -hmm. Very funny. And was a good excuse for me to look up some gifs or gifs, if you will, uh, of lizards doing this exact thing in mm -hmm. in real life it's always good to see yeah those lizards are great i think these ones would be too heavy for it but you know that's fine there there is a scientific reason why little tiny lizards in our world can do this <laughs> that kind of flies out the window when we're looking at these big beefy boys but it didn't make it any less fantastic yeah i think this was worth it oh 100 it's the best thing that's ever happened on this show mm-hmm we loved it. Um, they reach the other side of the river and Ty Lee launches high up in the air. And Katara readies herself by opening that little water canteen hanging from her hip. Yeah. It's too bad that's the only source of water around that she could use. 
a better way to ready herself might have been like fucking bending a big iceberg right in the river itself before they could even cross it. Yeah. Or, you know, like the octopus thing. Just stand next to the ri- That is the greatest source of power you got right now. Yeah. No, but she has to use her stupid little bucket. It is kind of funny, though, that she uses the little bucket. I get a kick out of it. <laughs> Not the most practical option right now, but uh, she's going to use it anyway. Although she is very afraid of Ty Lee. She is terrified of Ty Lee. Yeah. <laughs> um, which we even see on her face mm-hmm. right now uh, as Ty Lee's like, precise punches are flying in her direction, but Katara is like, frantically trying to avoid them. Yep. For, it's fair. That is, yeah, a very scary proposition for her is like, this This is all I am. Yep. If this girl can take that away, like. That's shit. like asking her not to waterbend. It's like asking me not to waterbend. And <laughs> how fucking dare you? <laughs> we don't have time for this again. Maybe we do. <laughs> There's always time. There's always time. There's always time to defend Katara's right to waterbend. <laughs> I've never defended anything harder in my life. No, why would you? I can't think of any better reason. Um, May and Sokka join in the fight, and Ty Lee punches Sokka a couple times in his arm, which just goes completely limp. <laughs> it's very funny. Swinging it around uselessly, and she does the same to his other arm and then his leg, effectively turning him into like a big swaying noodle. Yeah, I was expecting him to drop the line that his arms are like noodles. But that's also a line from Invader Zim, and I would have given them shit had they done that. It's just Nickelodeon trying to cash in on yeah the cross cross property. It's a synergy, is what they call it. Yeah, if if they had just lifted the line straight from Invader Zim, and it was like <laughs> Dib's voice coming out of Saka, <laughs> that would have been pretty good. I would have liked that. Yeah, he just says Katara, and then yeah, in Zim's voice, it does the noodle thing. His <laughs> arms like noodles. <laughs> Maybe we can make like a fan edit of that. <laughs> Post a YouTube it to our social poop. media channels. Yeah, YouTube poop of this one specific thing that nobody's gonna know <laughs> or like except for us. I will like it. I will make other accounts to like it. <laughs> yeah, and artificially inflate those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good use of all of our times. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not just bending that Ty Lee can take away, but she can basically just like take away anyone's bodily control in general. Yeah, she jabs them right in the pressure point. She knows, yeah, even even the non-benders, she's got them handled. Mm-hmm. She's a pretty powerful lady. Yeah. So I understand the fear on Katara's side. Um, Ty Lee does try to punch... Sokka in the head, but like hurts her hand and Sokka's like, nice try. My skull is way too thick for that shit. <laughs> that, that doesn't work on me. Probably would work on anyone else, but this <laughs> noggin, the doctor said it would never be worth anything and actually would be a hindrance to my quality of life. But I knew one day, one, one day. And this is actually the exact scenario that I thought it was going to be. So <laughs> my, everything's coming up, Sokka. My whole life has been leading to this moment. <laughs> Finally, a chance to prove myself. And he does. Mm-hmm. Um, May pins Katara to a tree, and Sokka just kind of flops over in front of them. 
Uh, so they've got them on the ropes, and May just laments how easy it was to do that. Mm-hmm. God, this fucking woman is impossible to please. <laughs> Victory is boring. <laughs> what was it worth? Um, but luckily, Katara and Sokka are saved by what I have written down as a deus ex opina. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> That's, that is simultaneously the best and worst one that I've used in this entire episode. <laughs> And probably will now be a term that I use going forward on this podcast. I'm sure it will happen multiple times. Oh, this is not even the first time that Opina saved the day at the very last second. (laughs) Deus Ex Opina is He he woke up because he was so annoyed with all the noise going on. Keep it down. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Can a bison get some sleep around here? Um... He leaps in, his mighty tail blasts these two girls into the river. They've won the fight, thanks to Appa. Mm -hmm. They drowned. They drown, and they're no longer a part of Azula's strike force. Nope. So they didn't get that chance to have that redemption you were talking about, Brendan. I told you it wouldn't happen. Nope, it would never. Instead, they die very early. In the very second (laughs) episode that we've had them in, in present day... They, they die a watery death. <laughs> Very unceremoniously. <laughs> we don't even see it. We just see their upside down corpses floating down the river. <laughs> That's how the episode ends on just a shot. <laughs> That's one final scene in the episode and that little like toy box twinkly music starts playing as we see their <laughs> bloated corpses <laughs> face down in the river. <laughs> That's fun. The kids love it. <laughs> Uh, down the river, no, they didn't drown. They climb out and dry themselves off, and Ty Lee says that she thinks Sokka was kind of cute. Yeah, he do be kind of cute, though. I can't blame her for saying that. Um, but, like, Christ alive, we've already spread so thin with other women. <laughs> He's a ladies' man. We don't have room for another love interest of Sokka's on this show. Sure we do. Please don't try to set this up. No, no, no. (laughs) He's got enough. You're forcing him to be unfaithful to all these other women he's got in every... (laughs) In every town. (laughs) Although I guess by nature he is being unfaithful by having these women in every other town. So Mm -hmm. I just really... I'm looking forward to the episode where uh, Mei and Zuko and Tylee and Sokka go on a double date. They go to like a Chili's or yeah. something. <laughs> a Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What did you get at the buffet? Uh, <laughs> the spiciest food they had. That's all we eat as firebenders. F- fire flakes. <laughs> Nothing but fire flakes. I just can't get enough of the stuff. <laughs> uh, that'll be a romantic scene for sure. Um, Aang sees Azula approaching on the horizon she jumps off her big lizard and they stare each other down in the city streets. Ooh, whop, whop, whop. They're really hammering home the Wild West <laughs> themes in like these last couple episodes. I'm here for it. I, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I wish they would even push it further. She hops off the lizard and she's got like big spurs on her feet. <laughs> she just found them. She, where'd you get? We don't. I've never seen this style of shoe in this world we live in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're for. They make it kind of hard to walk. I made them up. Partner? Why did I say partner? <laughs> Is that a thing that we say now in this 
Western, this kind of wild Western area of the world. <laughs> um, he asks her who she is, and she's like, oh, you don't see the family resemblance? Mm-hmm. Uh, she places her hand over her left eye and does like her best Zuko impression. Which is a pretty good bit. Which is a good bit, but Aang doesn't like care. He's completely stone-faced, and she basically tells him, please clap. Please clap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my best material I've got, Aang. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> hey, uh, what else? What else? You seen this? You heard about this? Um, She says that she's got him now, and... You can run, but I'll catch you. And Aang stands up and he defiantly says, I'm not running. Ooh. But we don't have time for this fight right now, Brendan. We've got other stuff to do. Yeah. It cuts to this little cliff overlooking the countryside. And Toph is sitting with Iroh, who is making them some tea. Yeah. He's got this little like crude tea set that he's using, too. Yeah, he didn't keep the gold one. I was going to say, you know, he's got to probably pack pretty light being on the road by himself. But like, I don't know if you're if you're going to if it's that important for you to have a tea set that you bring with you as you go. Mm-hmm. I imagine this one looks like it's made of stone. So I imagine a golden one probably would have been lighter. <sighs> have I ever held like a big thing of gold in my life? I've held I've held things that had gold in them. Mm-hmm. Like a watch or something. It's not that heavy. I guess I don't I imagine. I, don't, I just think it, I think a teapot made of rock would be heavier than a teapot made of gold. I don't see. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I should agree or disagree with you. Well, we'll have to. Well, write in. Tell us uh, how much does gold weigh compared to stone? Which is heavier, Always. an ounce of gold or an ounce of stone? All of our geologist listeners out there which I think is the right word. Yeah, sure. Please write into us and let us know, yeah, what's heavier. <laughs> but it has to specifically be what's heavier, a teapot made of stone or a teapot made of gold. Yeah. I don't want to hear about the comparison of stone to gold weight otherwise, unless it's in teapot shape. <laughs> don't waste our time ask? with that shit, yeah. I think that's a fair ask. Yeah. Um. Thanks in advance, geologist listeners. Um. Toph kind of lets her insecurities show to this kind old stranger. Uh, and she's like, oh, you must think I'm useless. You wouldn't even let me pour my own tea. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't let Toph pour her own tea no, either. It's, it's rude. No. You're supposed to pour your guests tea. That's pretty much what Iroh says to her. He's like, no, no, you've got it all wrong. I fucking love pouring tea for people. <laughs> it's kind of what I do. Yeah. She says that people have always treated her like she's weak, but she can handle herself and she doesn't need anyone's help. Yeah, she's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. I don't need no man or other young girl who yells at me about not helping set up the camp. (laughs) I don't need that either. No. I really fucking don't need that. Uh, Iroh's like, ah, You sound just like my nephew, which I think is kind of a fun callback to the fact that she doesn't know who his nephew is at all. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, she's going to learn these things as we go. Yeah. 
She she is unbiased in this moment. Just this friendly old man that she's accepting tea from, like sight unseen. <laughs> this is safe. Yeah. Uh well, sight unseen, Brendan. <laughs> God damn it. I <laughs> I, no. wasn't, I I laughed, but I wasn't going to say anything more on the no. subject. <laughs> I gotta choose my words more carefully with this little girl. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not doing this on purpose. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Iroh says, uh, there's nothing wrong with letting people who love you help you. Not that I love you. I just met you, he says. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> I, I mean, I just met you. And, and this, this is crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but here's some tea. Let's drink it, maybe? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. I, uh, that one, again, I do apologize. <laughs> so, where is your nephew? I've been tracking him, actually. Is he lost? Yes, a little bit. His life has recently changed, and he's going through very difficult times. He's trying to figure out who he is, and he went away. So, now you're following him. I know he doesn't want me around right now, but if he needs me, I'll be there. Your nephew is very lucky, even if he doesn't know it. Nice little moment between the two of these characters. Yeah. And a good peek into, like, the way that Iroh is viewing this whole thing. He's clearly, like, he's he's hurt by the whole situation, but he's like, I know that... I know that Zuko needs to go through this like on his own right now. If he's ever going to figure this out, like this is the time that he has to do it. But yeah, yeah, that's why he let him go in the first place. I think otherwise he would have stopped him. But he's For like, sure. no, no, I know that he needs to do this. Let him get it out of his system. This is the lesson he needs to learn on his own. He's going to fall on his face. And when he does that, I'll be there to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Um, Toph says that his nephew is very lucky to have him. And thanks, Iroh. Famous Iroh quote incoming, Brendan. Uh, this is something you might find on a cross stitch somewhere. <laughs> he says, sharing tea with a fascinating stranger is one of life's true delights. Oh, you know, people just eat that shit right up. From oh, Iroh. yeah. Right on there. Right, right underneath their live, laugh, love signposts. <laughs> I wish Ira was my uncle. <laughs> She's actually thanking him for the advice, and she gives him some advice, too. Maybe you should tell your nephew that you need him, too. Yeah. Ooh, take that, Uncle Iro. <laughs> yeah. You're the one who's fucking up here. <laughs> we all got a lot of freak. growing to do. <laughs> we got, yeah, we, we got things to learn. But that's why we run into these strangers on the road, so they can mm-hmm. help us learn them. Yep. Good scene. Yeah, I liked it. It's fun. Uh, hey, time for the duel. Yeah! Enough of this sentimental crap. No, I want to see some fighting. Give me blood. <laughs> uh, Azula shouts at Aang, Do you really want to fight me? Do you really want to make me cry? Thank, 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 you, thank you, Brendan. That is, <laughs> I was giving you the space. I, I thought you might be. I was going to launch into it, but I knew you had it. I was expecting uh, a lot of I'll be there jokes 
from the last scene, too. A lot of missed opportunities on that one. So many classic songs that fit in very <laughs> neatly into this week's episode. Uh, right on cue, Zuko bursts into the scene and he's like, yes, I really do. <laughs> Just like such a cheese ball moment. Yeah, and he throws his hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to do it. Uh, very corny, but you love it. Yeah, I do. I was very excited that he appeared for this scene. I'm part of this too. <laughs> Don't start without myself me. into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you couldn't possibly have a fight without me. <laughs> um, Azula calls Zuko Zuzu, which Ang laughs at. He does laugh at that, like a hamster. Like Hamtaro himself. No, like Zuzu pets. Come on. Mm. That's on that's on me. Yeah, Jesus. What are we even doing here? <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Continue. Uh Zuko won't back down, and the three of them enter a long Mexican standoff. They do. Uh Zuko is holding out his hands in both directions and he kind of like changes the one facing Aang into like a one finger. Is he telling him to like wait? Mm. I took that as like a, like a stay back kind of thing. That's a good question. Like I'll, I'll, you and me will hash this out in a minute. Yeah. I let me deal with her. <laughs> you stay here. This one is really personally important to me right now. So like, <laughs> I would love to have this fight, but like, you gotta let me do this. Yeah. That's a good, interesting question, Brendan. I didn't pick up on that, but uh, you could be onto something. Aang doesn't pick up on it either. It doesn't change <laughs> anything. It's like, okay, yes, I am ready to fight. <laughs> I do think it would be funny if they were all making literal, like, finger guns at each other. <laughs> like those uh, old Xbox commercials? Or I think they did that on The Office one time. There was definitely an office. Oh, you know what it was? It was um, Tales from the Borderlands. Mm. When they're in the Hyperion offices, oh, they all play yeah. finger guns with each other. They do. And then the culmination of that is like a gigantic like office-wide fight that they take too seriously. Yeah. Yep. Fuck, Tales from the Borderlands is so good. I think they also probably did it in the office, though. <laughs> Who can say? Tales from the Borderlands was really good, but it fucked up. They fucked it up in Borderlands 3. We we definitely don't have time for this Borderlands 3 talk on the show. <laughs> they did my boy Reese it. dirty. I won't allow it. <laughs> uh, Azula breaks the ice, or should I say the fire? Oh. I shouldn't say. No. You did, though. So, <laughs> Again. So here we are. We, we live in a post-said world. What has changed now in this world? <laughs> Where are we at as a society? Uh, she launches an attack at Zuko, knocking him down immediately. Like, okay, great job, Zuko. <laughs> she just takes him out. <laughs> Glad you decided to show up. Thanks for uh, playing. <laughs> he was never even a player, baby. <laughs> uh, Aang starts to run, but she whips like this huge column of blue flame at him, knocking him out of the sky. I do think it's very funny that his first move in the fight is to run away. The thing mm -hmm. he said he wasn't doing. <laughs> I'm not running. Mm, you know, I'm not Ooh, You know what I thought about it? 
uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> hey, the whole position changed as soon as you added a third in there. It's like <laughs> I can I can let them hash this out. Yeah. <laughs> And next time, next time, I swear I won't run. <laughs> okay, bye. I really, I really mean it. Um, he gets up and has to dodge more flames. Uh, it's funny, he's dodging blue flames from one side and red flames from the other I side. I actually was thinking about that during the scene, and I was wondering if that's the only reason they gave her blue flames. <laughs> so that you to could tell them apart. Yeah. When this specific kind of fighting scenario comes yeah, up. It's like the red and green lasers in Star Wars. It's like the only reason they're different colors is so you can tell which side is shooting them. I didn't consider that. I was just like, oh, cool. They're both, they're all fighting. But now that you've said it, Brendan, like 100% that's why they did this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's also cool visually, but they did it so you know what's happening in the fight. There is a reason. Yeah. You can tell who's responsible for what. Yep. Good stuff. Brendan, you're on it today. Oh, yeah. I'm on it all days. <laughs> Always just, on. This is just another day in the life. I can't turn it off. Someone please, please help, help me yeah. end my suffering. No, baby, you got to keep that suffering going at least a little while longer. Uh, Stop giving me your toughest battles. <laughs> um, Zuko being here, though, it really does kind of help this fight scene shine. Because uh, like all three of them have to trade blows against each other like Zuko against Azula and then Azula against Aang and back at Zuko in return and Aang kind of fighting off the both of them at the same time. It is cool. Like the dynamic of all three of them in here makes this seem like better than it would just be of Aang versus one or the other. Although it did, it did seem to me watching it that Aang and Zuko were both uh, focused on Azula. Like most of the blows, like I think Aang is in the way in some of the uh, in some instances, but I, it did seem to me that Zuko was targeting Azula for the most part. For sure. And part of that, I don't necessarily know that it's like them. It's probably just like a temporary truce. Yeah. Being like this. We both know that like she's very powerful in this situation and like we'll <laughs> you and me will figure it out later. But like <laughs> we can set aside our differences for the time being. <laughs> Let's take this one pawn off the board and then like we'll we'll figure the rest of it out. Mm -hmm. Um there's a good moment where Aang runs away and he runs into like the second story doorway in this building. Mm -hmm. And Azula chases after him but almost falls in as like the whole top floor of this building is given out. Mm -hmm. And we could see Aang just kind of like floating on an air scooter across the empty room looking at her like, haha, almost made you fall in. <laughs> got you good, you fucker. Almost. Oh, I almost got you this time. <laughs> uh, she does manage to catch herself, but then Zuko rushes in through the same doorway and just fucking plummets into the floor <laughs> below. <laughs> he, doesn't have idiot. The same, <laughs> he doesn't have the same feel for the battle that Azula no. does. He's... he's <laughs> He's got a head full of steam and he's got to get in there and fight. He's very tunnel visioned right now. <laughs> they went in through that door. I must run through it as fast as possible. <laughs> Good luck to you, buddy. Um, They continue the fight and Aang tries avoiding Azula. He's like clinging to the top of a building, but she just like carves the building apart. Mm -hmm. 
sending him crashing inside, and he kind of gets buried under some wooden beams. And she has got him trapped, and then lights like the whole room on fire around him. Pretty sinister stuff. Yeah. She is about to take him down, but a water whip grabs her arm away, and Katara rushes in to save Aang. Mm -hmm. I was about to ask how Katara found them, but he did leave a fucking trail. I know. (laughs) It's very well explained. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Um, Azula chases after Katara, and then Sokka jumps in to help. So they are kind of taking her on 3v1 right now. Uh, And Zuko is laying in the dirt. And then a hand reaches out to pull him up, and he looks up, and it's Uncle Iroh, he's here. Oh. He said he was never far behind, and he'd be there to help when he needed him. And sure enough, here's Iroh, he says, get up. Mm-hmm. How is Iroh, like, able to keep up with them if he's just on foot? I don't know. He flies around. <laughs> That's it's, it's the scenes that we don't see with Iroh that really make him who he is. <laughs> Anytime he's off screen, he could teleport like Jason Voorhees. I like that. Or he's got like a little Nimbus cloud like Goku. Yeah. Or he just fast travels. He's been everywhere. So he's got all the waypoints unlocked. Or maybe he's a ghost and just like can be wherever he needs to be. Oh, he's like a ghost too. that's haunting all of them. Yeah. These are all good options. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So we'll see which one. Vote for your favorite one on your phone. Vote on your phone. We won't tell you the number to text, but like you can figure it out. Yeah. Um, Azula fights the three of them off, but the ground beneath her shifts and knocks her over. And now Toph is here too. The Avengers are assembled. Yo. The gang's fighting together as they should have been fighting against the enemy instead of themselves. Yeah. It's everyone uh, versus Azula, and Azula is not worried about it. No, this is, I, I figured it was going to go this way. <laughs> um, Azula runs down an alleyway, but then runs straight into the protruding belly of Uncle Iroh. And it does like a cartoon boong. Boing. Knocking her backwards. It's, it's so good. You wish that they would let him do this like once an episode. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even need to be a bender. He just fights with his big stomach. He just hits you with his gut. That's all it takes sometimes. Um, So now Team Avatar plus Zuko and Iroh have Azula completely cornered. They are all like pinning her up against this wall working together. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see them all lined up like that. Yeah, it's like an extension of, of what you pointed out earlier. Like, let's figure this out later. Like, for now, this bitch is going down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's deal with the uh, biggest threat in the room. <laughs> look, look, we all know this has to happen first. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, ah, enemies and traitors all working together. And then puts her hands up and tells them all that she surrenders. Mm-hmm. But, Brendan, there is something very important that we must remember. Mm-hmm. And it's that Azula always lies. Yeah. Yep. I've heard that. We know this to be true. Mm-hmm. As if somebody says it, it must be true. If they say it Unless to themselves, it's Azula who says it, then I don't know what to think. Oh, my God. Oh, my brain. It hurts so bad. <laughs> Why did you do that to me? 
does not compute. My head just fucking explodes. <laughs> um, Iroh looks over at everyone else in the scene and notices his tea drinking companion is standing with the avatar. Mm-hmm. He takes kind of like a split second in his mind to kind of like put those pieces together and kind of does like, oh, okay. Yep, yep. Oh, so that's who this is. Oh, ooh, ooh, boy. Oh, no. I'm, I am not going to tell Zuko about this. <laughs> He's going to be so mad at me. Um, But this temporary distraction is all that Azula needs, and she launches a big blue fireball that plunges directly into Iroh's chest. No. And everyone watching the show is fucking distraught. <laughs> You could do this to anyone else. <laughs> but not this guy. No. God damn it. Not my Iro. Don't take him from me. <laughs> take Soka. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> we give him so much shit anyway. <laughs> uh no, Iro blasts him. He screams in pain and reels over backwards. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is the real deal. She really got him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zuko shrieks and runs to Iroh. Uh, and the rest of the team attacks Azula at the same time, but she blocks their attacks and creates like this huge explosion, which she uses to escape. Damn it. Almost got her. Almost. Got a piece. Um, the dust settles and Zuko is in like complete emotional agony, kneeling over the motionless body of Uncle Iroh. As we are all in emotional agony seeing this happen. Yeah. Tough to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Iroh, we get a look at him, and he has got this, like, huge black burn on his chest. He's in bad shape. Yeah. Not looking good. If only somebody was around who could heal him. I don't know anyone capable of such a thing. <laughs> And also they need to have like a little bit of water hanging from their hip to be able to do anything. <laughs> so maybe there's a little bit of a practical need for it, Brendan. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. You got me there. <laughs> Get away from us. Zuko, I can help. He is in for someone who has been through a lot of like emotional pain, as we know, like this is a, like a brand new low for him. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll come out the other side a, a better person. Unlikely. Um, <laughs> it is also kind of sad that like this is their reunion after having been split up for so long. And it's mm. like, oh, hey, good to see you. By the way, I'm like fucking... <laughs> Dead. Dying dead. Not dead. It's fine. Maybe no. dead? We'll find out. No, he's fine. <laughs> uh, the camera dramatically frames Zuko standing over Iroh as the town is burning behind them. And then we get one final scene of later that night, Appa lands somewhere, and the team finally gets some well-deserved sleep after a pretty long couple of days. Mm-hmm. Rough stuff. We'll see if everyone can sleep off the events of this week's episode, which has come to an end. Yep, 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 yep. 
All right, Brendan, that was episode 28, The Chase. The Chase. How'd we feel about The Chase? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. That's it. It was a pretty good episode. <laughs> I, guess I don't know what Katara's problem was. That was extremely frustrating. It's They only have her keep doing it to like serve the plot of making Toph get fed up and have to leave. So that she can meet Iroh separate from everyone else. We have to create an opening for that kind of moment. But like, it is so frustrating. Like, please, Katara, like, just let it go. Fucking stop. Uh, but we know that once Katara is like focused on something, she won't let it go until she's satisfied with the outcome. Uh-huh. She's proven this to be true. Um, but overall, yeah, I think a pretty solid episode. Um, we kind of get everybody back together. Yeah. Like in the same location that we haven't had in like a long time, something like that. Mm-hmm. Zuko and Iroh reunion. Um, we do get the <laughs> the girls on the lizards, which we love so much. <laughs> Those lizards were great. Lizard's favorite new character on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think you're <laughs> I think you're right, Brendan. There's not like a lot else to say about this episode, but like it's a it's a good one. Yeah, it was a good episode. It just it took a long time to not do all that much, but I think what it did do was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the showdown where everyone was on the same side, it was a good introduction to that <laughs> kind of dynamic. Sure. Which I'm sure we will see more of. And getting like characters like now up to speed with who the other characters yeah. are. Yeah. I think I did like that that Toph got to meet Iroh. Mm-hmm. Like and and kind of sit with him as a person, which nobody else on the team has really gotten to do. No. Because Iroh is on the other side, but he's a very nice guy, and I think he would be pretty kind to everyone. All they know of him is that he tags along with the one guy that they hate. Yeah. And it could be a way, uh, a way for them to connect later. Now he's got someone on the inside. Yeah, he's got a connection with the team. Yeah. He's going to call on a favor from his old tea drinking <laughs> companion. Yep. So. I like it. It was good. It's good. Yeah, I know. Maybe not like as many deeper themes in this episode that we could have talked about in like last week's episode or something like that. But it was, you know, good action and stakes were high and times and we've got places to move forward now the cliffhanger of like what's going to happen to Iroh Mm -hmm. how many episodes is he going to spend sitting around in an earthbending town how uh, much crying is Zuko going to do the answer is a lot all of it there won't be any tears left he used them all (laughs) they're gone can I borrow some of your tears for me to cry (laughs) That's how that works. That sounds like a good emo song. (laughs) Can I borrow some of your tears? Yeah. Uh, We'll write it out. Um, Okay. That was The Chase. Pretty good episode. We're happy with it. Indeed. Well, Brendan, a pretty good episode. We can agree on that. But you know, it is a pretty good thing we love to do on episodes of this podcast is read listener emails. Ba-da-ba-da-ba email. That's it. It's good, though. I like yeah. it. This email's from Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Long-time listener, many-time writer. Thank uh, you. I added that. Joseph did not put that in the email. That was my editorializing. 
That's how we feel about Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says a couple of thoughts on this episode. Uh, I think he's referring to Zuko alone. Uh, he says, I would love an Iroh backstory. Notice in this episode, they say after Iroh abandoned the siege, he didn't come home right away. How long was it and what was he doing? Uh, in last season's finale, Zhao mentioned hearing about Iroh's journey into the spirit world. Maybe this is when that happened. That's a, that's a kind of a good idea, good point. I just kind of assumed that he was taking a long time to get home. Like it was far away. Did they mention specifically that he didn't go straight home? Uh, I think there is a line that Ozai has. I think when Ozai's talking to Fire Lord Azulon, still a bad name. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think he does say something of like, and Iroh's not home, and who who knows when he'll return, I think is, he says uh, something okay, along yeah, those yeah, lines. Yeah. I just assumed uh, he was far away and taking a long time. I mean, I think that is also <laughs> valid. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an interesting idea of like, is is this... Is there a deeper meaning behind, like, Iroh's time between, like, the death of his son and, like, returning home to the Fire Nation? Like, what? Hmm. I don't know that I want to. I don't know that I want to see an old man grieving his son for, like, all this time, though. That sounds kind of sad. If this is when he went into the spirit world, did he do it to, like, try to bring his son back? Was it a way to, like, try to find him? Mm, Okay. Because we do know he has a connection to the spirit world because he can see the spirits. This is established. Uh, I don't know if the show will give us more on that, but mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting. I think that would be an interesting story to to see. I do think it would be interesting. Just yeah, t- tough to be with like this guy at like this most painful time of his entire life. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think that would be very sad. If they can find a way to not make it just a total tearjerker of an episode, or maybe it is, and like that's that's a good thing. But it's like a nice, but it's done in a nice way. Yeah, (laughs) it's tears of joy because he's found some inner peace. Mm -hmm. He finds his son in the spirit world, and his son tells him, "Don't, don't linger on me, Dad. Don't call me anymore, old man. (laughs) Forget, block my number, please. (laughs) You've got too much left to do. I'm." I'm chilling over here. It's fine. <laughs> Getting high with the faceless cop. <laughs> yeah, no, we're having a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Joseph goes on to say, uh, I love what you said about Zuko not seeing his father's face in his memories. It's very interesting. Uh, I think in theory, they obscure Ozai's face because they want to add mystery and menace to his character, who is supposed to be the big bad. And like, yeah, I, that's probably what they're doing, but. I don't know that it I don't know that it works. It is very silly and like we've said like to this point we've seen enough pieces of Ozai's face that like you can pretty much yeah. put together what we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. I I do like the idea we had that because it's Zuko's memory and he doesn't look him in the face. But as we discussed in that episode even that kind of falls apart when we remember that one of the flashbacks was Iroh's. Well, and so I started thinking about this a little bit, Brendan, uh, and I do like that theory that I, you know, I'll give you credit, Brendan. This was this was one of yours that you busted <laughs> off the top of the dome. I was gonna ge- I was gonna leave it up for both of us. No, no, no. This one's this one's yours. <laughs> Bask in the glory of your own fan theories. Um, yeah, I mean that would make sense for Zuko definitely, but then even like Iroh telling that story. Like, it's a tough memory for him to have to recall mm-hmm. and, like, 
tell to all these people who don't know it. And even within that memory that he's describing of being in like the Agni Kai arena and Ozai like preparing to strike uh, his own son, Iroh does say in that story that he's retelling, he says, I looked away. Oh, that's true. Not that he wouldn't know what his own brother's face like looks like. Right. But it 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 could still lend to your theory that like in this memory that he's now telling to someone else, like the way that Iroh was in that scene, like he didn't see that. He didn't see it happen. He purposely made sure. That's true. Of it. And he's trying to detach the memory from Ozai. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, could be. So I think what you've come up with is is a pretty fun way to look at it. Fun, maybe not being the right word, but like <laughs> interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Well, so maybe that's the way it is. Maybe that's the way we can view that's it. That's the way I'm going to. That's the way I'm going to see it. Uh, it and works for fine. me. I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the email from Joseph. Thank you, Joseph, for writing in. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, if anyone else would like to write in with their thoughts on this episode or any episode Previously, feel free to do so at gotarecap at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet at us at uh, gotarecap. Uh, um, Find us on Instagram at gotarecap, Facebook, same thing. We're on YouTube. Uh, All of the socials except for that one. Don't go there. Don't go there. We're not there. You'll Um, never come back. Uh, yeah. Was there anything else? I, feel, I always feel like I'm missing something with this. If people want to say how they feel about our show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Leave us a review. There it is. On uh, Apple Podcasts or on uh, Spotify. Give us the highest review they allow you to. That That's the right. If you see a big number, mm-hmm. click it. Click that one. Yeah. And then tell all your friends about it. We're, we're getting heated up on this Avatar The Last Airbender series. Uh, the fire to continue our podcast is burning strong inside of us. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we'd shut this shit right down. <laughs> uh, very good, Brendan. Do you want to clumsily take us to the <clears throat> outro? Uh, so the gang was pretty tired in this episode, huh? Yeah. I'm pretty tired of your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. I feel the same exact way about you, so we should probably stop recording. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.